0: Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at WBUR.org slash Club. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. The famous leader, Nelson Mandela, once said, a good head and a good heart are always a formidable combination. What did he mean? Well, formidable means impressive in strength and power. So you're at your strongest and most powerful when your head and your heart are in the right place. In today's tale, a princess learns this very big lesson from a very small creature. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called The Crowning Achievement. Versions of this Jewish legend come from parts of Africa, Asia, and Europe. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this tale, including Faith Saley, an Emmy-winning contributor to CBS Sunday Morning and the host of PBS's Science Goes to the Movies. She's also a regular panelist on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. Grown-ups, you can find Faith's book of essays, Approval Junkie, wherever you get your books. So circle around, everyone, for the crowning achievement. is a rather distinctive-looking bird. Its beak is long and thin, its body is pinkish-brown, and its broad wings are striped with black and white. But what makes the hoopoe truly stand out is its crown. Not an actual crown, but a crown of feathers. Bright orange feathers, patched with white and tipped with black. And when the hoopoe gets excited, it raises these feathers up and fans them out so they look like a crown. But, according to legend, once upon a time, the hoopoe didn't have a crown. Its feathered head was round and smooth. So, how did the hoopoe's crown come to be? Well, it all began with a queen, a beloved monarch who was renowned for her wisdom. The queen had one daughter, a bright and curious princess, whom she was
1: always testing with riddles. Try this one, dear daughter. What is always standing still yet moves to a beat. What runs day and night yet has no feet. Hmm. Could it be a clock? That's right. Now, give this one a try. It's a real brain tickler. What is alive in the winter but in the summer is gone. Its root faces up and its head faces down. Um, is it an icicle? That
0: is correct! The queen was proud of her daughter's cleverness and quick wit, but as she was constantly reminding her one and
1: only heir... You can be the quickest and cleverest person in the room, on the planet, even. But trust me, princess... True wisdom doesn't just come from a strong, keen mind. It comes from a warm and open heart. And all the more so when you're a leader, like you will be once I'm gone. Please promise me that when the day comes for you to wear my queenly crown, you will rule with both your head and your heart.
2: Of course, Mother.
0: I promise. The years went by, the princess grew older, the queen did too. Her face grew wrinkled, her body grew frail, and the hair beneath her bejeweled crown grew wispy and white. And when the queen passed away, the royal advisors brought her final will and testament to the princess, who came across a rather interesting passage as she read. She says here,
2: now that I am gone... I leave all my earthly belongings to my one and only heir, the princess, all but one. one.
1: I, I cannot, cannot allow, allow my, my daughter, daughter to wear my queenly crown unless or until she can prove her wisdom. To that end, I issue her a challenge, a challenge to build a palace made from all all the bird beaks in the world. Well,
0: as you can imagine, a palace made from all the bird beaks in the world? The princess was
2: gobsmacked. I know my mother was always one for posing riddles, but she's taking things to a whole new level with this one. Still, I never shied away from her riddles before so why should i shy away now
0: the princess raced down the palace corridor her hurried footsteps echoing on the gleaming marble as she ran at the end of the corridor she bounded up a set of winding narrow stairs until she reached the top of the tallest tower in the palace she took a breath then cupped her hands around her mouth
2: Alice, I have some news for you.
0: Word of the princess's invitation traveled swiftly. The birds inside the kingdom told their friends outside the kingdom, who told their friends who told theirs. And before long, the air was thick with hoots, chirps, chitters, and trills as thousands of birds came flocking from near and far. The princess went down to meet them as they fluttered to the ground outside the palace doors. Greetings, my feathered friends.
2: As you may know, my mother, the queen, has passed away. I am determined to make her proud and prove that I am worthy of wearing her queenly crown. And that's where you come in. I have invited you here because I am going to need your beaks. The birds exchanged nervous glances. This was not the news they'd expected. I know this sounds like an odd request, but before my mother died, she issued me a challenge. She said, I must prove my wisdom... And build a palace made from all the bird beaks in the world so I may wear her crown. Therefore, I order you to form a line and one by one leave your beaks at the entrance to the palace.
0: Go ahead, line up now. There was a moment of stunned silence as the birds stood frozen, unsure what to do.
3: And then, hold on a minute. A voice broke the silence. So, Princess, you really want to prove your wisdom, do you? Well, I happen to know just the way. And it doesn't involve us giving something to you. It involves you giving something to us.
0: Who do you think spoke up just now? What do they want the princess to give the birds? We'll find out what happens after a quick break. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called The Crowning Achievement. Before the break, we met a queen who believed that true wisdom comes from listening to your head and your heart. When the beloved monarch passed away, in her will, she issued a challenge to her one and only heir, the Princess
1: I cannot allow my daughter to wear my queenly crown unless or until she can prove her wisdom. To that end, I issue her a challenge. A challenge to build a palace made from all the bird beaks in the world. The birds were stunned by the news.
0: Then one of them piped up and told the princess she could prove her wisdom a different way. Which one of you just said that, and what do you mean? As the princess looked on in confusion, a small bird hopped her way to the front of the flock. Her body was pinkish-brown, and her broad wings were striped with black and white. She had a smooth, round head, which she cocked to one side, then the other, before fixing the princess with her bright
3: brown eyes. My name is Hoopoe. And if you really want to prove your wisdom, princess, you don't need to collect a whole mess of beaks. Because like I told you, I know a whole other way you can prove your wisdom. Tell me, how do you feel about riddles? Riddles? The princess couldn't help but
0: grin. I adore riddles. My mother used to
2: ask
3: me riddles all the time. So... How about I ask you some riddles? Answer them correctly, and all of us birds will give you our beaks. But if you miss just one, our beaks will stay on our feathered faces. What do you say? At first, the princess was stunned
0: by the bird's boldness, but she was also impressed by her spirit and pluck. Not only that, but the princess felt certain she could answer any riddle that came her way. You know what, Hoopoe?
2: You have a deal. Tell me, what is the
3: first riddle? The first riddle, Princess, is this. What is gentle enough to feed a baby, yet tough enough to drill a hole in a tree? What is handy enough to construct a home and strong enough to protect a family? The princess creased her brow in
0: thought.
2: Hmm, could the answer to your first riddle be a beak? A beak is gentle enough to feed your young, but strong enough to bore through a tree. You can use it to gather materials for your nest and to fight off enemies or intruders. Am I right?
3: Hupo stared at the princess then nodded
0: her smooth head
3: "yes princess you are right the answer is a beak so now it's time for riddle number 2 these waters flow downward and are often hard to dry but they never rise from the ground and they never fall from the sky the princess crossed her arms and stroked her chin. Hmm. I believe
2: the answer to your second riddle is... <gasps> Tears! Tears flow down your face and can be hard to stop. They rise from unhappiness, and they fall from
0: a sad eye. Am I right? Hoopo peered
3: at the princess, then nodded again. Indeed, Princess, you are right. The answer is tears. So now it's time for your third riddle. Guess this one correctly, and our beaks are yours. What can be golden, but also made of stone? It can be heavy, it can be light. And if we pay attention, it will always steer us right. The princess arched an eyebrow.
0: Hmm. This third riddle is what my mother would have
2: called a real brain tickler. She ran a hand through her hair, then scrunched up her forehead. I must find the answer to this one. I must. Otherwise, I won't get my crown.
0: Let me think. The princess grew quiet. Very, very quiet. And then...
2: A heart! The answer is a heart. You can have a warm golden heart or a cruel heart made of stone. Your heart can be light and happy or heavy and sad. And if you listen to it, it will
0: always show you the way. Am I right? At first, Hoopo said nothing.
3: Then the little bird let out a big sigh. Yes, princess, you are right. The answer is a heart. And now that you have answered all three riddles successfully, you may take all of our beaks and you may build your palace. Come on, everybody, let's line up. The princess watched in triumph as
0: the birds got to work forming a long line. But then, all of a sudden, a voice rang out in her brain. It was a familiar voice, a cherished voice. It was the voice of her mother.
1: True wisdom doesn't just come from a strong, keen mind. It comes from a warm and open heart. Please promise me that when the day comes for you to wear my queenly crown, you will rule with both your head and your heart. In that moment,
0: the princess no longer felt quite so triumphant about answering all three riddles. Instead, she gazed at the birds with their beautiful beaks, beaks that were such strong and important tools, just like the first riddle said. Then, she noticed the feathered creatures were crying. Glistening tears streamed down their miserable faces. Tears that rose from the deepest of sorrow. Just like the second, Riddle said. The princess's heart began to hammer in her chest. Her eyes grew wide, and her hand flew to her mouth. "'What am I doing? What am I doing?' She raced over to the birds and held up her hands. Wait! Stop! There will be no palace! The surprised creatures came to a standstill, their teary eyes blinking in confusion.
2: Please, hold on to your beaks, your precious, precious beaks, and don't ever part with them for anyone. Now go,
0: all of you, go free! Go home! The birds exchanged a puzzled look, and then, one by one, they flapped their wings and took to the sky. As each bird disappeared from view, the princess fell to her knees, put her hands over her face, and broke down crying. Princess, are you okay? The princess uncovered her face. Standing before her, Her smooth, round head tilted to one side was Hoopo. Am I okay?
2: Well, if okay means failing to answer your mother's challenge and therefore never getting to wear her crown, then sure, I'm okay. I'm
3: as right as rain. But Princess, don't you see? You did answer her challenge. She challenged you to prove your wisdom. And you did. What do you mean? Hoopo fluttered her wings and hopped on to the princess's shoulder. When you sacrificed your palace for the sake of us birds, you showed that you can think of others and view them with empathy and understanding. You proved that you can think with your head, but be guided by your heart so if you ask me you've earned the right to wear your mother's crown you more than deserve it the princess turned to look at Hoopo then a smile flickered across
2: her lips you know what Hoopo you may be right but I'm not the only one who deserves to wear a crown come back to the palace tonight and I'll show you what I
0: mean so, hours later, Hoopo returned to the palace. The princess was waiting, with a small box in her hand. And when she lifted the lid, Hoopo could hardly believe her eyes. Ah! <gasps> princess! Because tucked inside the box was a tiny crown. A miniature replica of the bejeweled crown worn by the queen. Carefully and gently... The princess placed the crown on Huppo's head. And to this day, the brave, spirited bird still wears this gift. It's a bright, shining reminder that true wisdom comes when you use your head and your heart, no matter how big or small you may be. Now it's your turn. Can you think of a time when you listened to your head and your heart? Try to remember at least one occasion, then tell a grown-up all about it. After that, ask them to tell you about a time when their head and heart were in sync. This week's episode, The Crowning Achievement, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Sophie Codner. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for all 200-plus Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and color them in while you listen. Grown-ups, visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on Coloring Pages. And while you're at wbur.org slash circle round, you can support our public radio podcast by joining the Circle Round Club. To show our thanks, we'll send you a Circle Round welcome box with all sorts of goodies, plus weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events, both live and virtual. You can also get ad free episodes, bite sized bedtime stories, music, education videos, even a personalized birthday message from me. Visit WBUR.org slash Circle Round and click Circle Round Club. Special thanks to this week's actors, Erica Rose, Alexia Trainer, and Faith Saley, author of the very funny essay collection, Approval Junkie. Faith is also an Emmy-winning contributor to CBS Sunday Morning, the host of PBS's Science Goes to the Movies, and a regular panelist on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. Oh, and did I mention Faith is also a regular on Circle Round? You can hear her voice in oodles of fun episodes, including The Unfair Share, Fighting Like Cats and Dogs, Fair Feathered Friends, and One Wish. You can find all of them at WBUR.org slash Circle Round. Just click on Archive. Our featured instrument this week was the Baroque Flute. You can learn more about this open-hold flute and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing one on our website. Again, that's WBUR.org slash Circle Round. Grownups, ups if you enjoy circle round please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app it really does help we also invite you to tell your friends about the show and talk about us on social media our handle on facebook and instagram is at circle round podcast circle round is a production of wbur boston's npr news station i'm rebecca sheer thanks for circling round with us that you've made it to the end of this circle round episode we want to know what's your favorite circle round story thousands of fans just like you have been telling us about the circle round stories they like best take a listen maybe one of their favorites is one of yours too
1: My name is Sonica. I'm from Colorado. My favorite circle round story is earning peanuts. My favorite part is when the second man gets exactly what he deserves. My name is Andrew and I live in Whippin, California. My favorite circle round episode is the bird of a different feather because the bird says Squawk! My name is Anna. I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. And my favorite circle-round episode is
3: Written in the Stars. And my favorite part is when the princess finds her dad. My name is Rosie. I live in Massachusetts. My favorite story is Going College. And
1: my favorite part is when she says, "Um, I'm going college. My name is Annabelle and I live in Massachusetts. My favorite story is the Enchanted Paintbrush, and my favorite part is when he says, my favorite word is more. My name is Lila, and I live in California, Menlo Park, and my favorite circle-round story is the three-legged pot because I like the part where the pot steals from the merchant. We
3: love you,
0: Rebecca Shear. Did someone mention a story you've missed? Not to worry. grown-ups. you can find all of our Circle Round stories, plus links to the Circle Round Club, picture books, coloring pages, and oh so much more on our website, wbur.org slash circle round.